Welcome to Barons and Bond Podcast, episode 78, with your lovely host, Corey and Diego Berenson, on this wonderful Sunday in July. How you doing, Diego? Good. Thanks for hanging again with me. I got some notes. Most recent, right top of mind, is we just conquered remote play on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? That means I can play my Xbox mobily. Mobily. That means if you're in an airplane, or you're at Starbucks, or you're somewhere getting Wi-Fi, you can play the games off of your Xbox on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right, because it's been a long time since we've been on airplanes. So we're just getting ready. And we learned you can play your Xbox on your phone. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. The dogs say hi. <laughs> yeah. But you can't just play your Xbox. You actually have to have Game Pass. Or Game Pass. What is it? Game Pass Ultimate? Yeah. How many games does that have? One. Do you think? How many games are on Game Pass? I have no idea. Like a ton. Like, a lot of games. Plus a teeny bit of EA games? Uh, yeah. There's some, there's quite a bit. There's quite a bit of EA games. Um, ton of Game Pass games, probably. But, yeah. So, we did a test in the house, but we're going to have to do a test with Wi-Fi somewhere else. We're going to test the mall Wi-Fi. Because I might actually have to get a suit that doesn't look like I'm going to a funeral. Like a light color one. Something fresh and light. So that was cool. Um, I did want to say I wanted to I wanted to say on record and record this and tell you, I again, I'm very proud of you for leading the last podcast by yourself. I wasn't even in the room at all. It was your first time solo leading. And... Even though you had done it, what, 76 times before that? Isn't it totally different when you've been there 76 times, but then when you finally are fully given the power to be in charge, doesn't it? It's to- something else, yeah. It, doesn't it totally feel different? Way different. So tell me what was going through your head. Well, the thing about it is that, like, like yes, I've been here a lot. I have. I'm not the one leading it, though. I might say part of the intro, but that doesn't mean I'm leading the entire thing. Mm-hmm. When when you're leading it, yeah, you're you're the one who has control for how long it's gonna be. Like you can either take your time or like do it without even noticing. But um, it's something totally different when you're in it, and then when you're hosting it. So you felt that you were in the hot seat, it right? So it's different. So you see how you have to drive the conversation. Maybe not drive it and force it, but you have to keep it moving, right? So I think it's awesome that your first time leading was with your GP and your cousin, two people you love and are close to. You know, that's the easiest way. And when something you want, you want to know more, you know, you, you know, except if I ask you an example, like, oh, tell me what it was like. And you just said, fine. 
that kind of that that just drops right then it's just dead conversation you're like well no but really tell me what were you feeling did you did you actually feel your body get hot did you feel pressure to say stuff just to fill the empty space you know like so if we're talking right now and i pause sometimes that's normal and sometimes it starts to feel uncomfortable if you're the leader right if you're in charge and you're thinking what do i say next how do i keep this how do i keep this moving along you know and that's definitely what you would have thought and i brought that up because you know i do color for my job right well you being part of the podcast but not leading it is kind of like what i did i sat next to a colorist many colorists and watched them do it for years all the time i watched them move their hands their eyes talk to people so many years right so you would think as soon as you put me in that spot i should just boom click uh do it really fast and perfect right i've seen it a thousand times soon as i was in there i felt exactly how you felt nervous unsure what i was doing not sure i was like what am i doing i am so nervous and freaked out right now but i'd seen it I'm not even exaggerating. It was probably more than a thousand sessions. And then when I finally get to do it, it's like my head explodes. I feel like it's the first time I've done anything. Right? So I'm saying I'm sorry for not appreciating what you did. That's a really good thing. You know? And it's always tough in the beginning. And I forgot how hard it is when you first get control to do something. So you did awesome. Right? I think you can, you're going to get better and better and not so nervous and it's just easy breezy in the future Mm -hmm. you know but you did good i listened to it the next day you did fine you did really good Mm. you know yeah when i first did my really first first padrino gave me a client to do a surfing movie right a full feature hour and a half long surfing movie he said, hey, Corey's just starting out. Just throw him a bone. Let him do it. He won't, he's not going to be that great, but give him a chance to kind of practice, you know? Take it easy on him, right? Well, there's one thing. I, that's a lot of pressure, but I was happy. I was like, I really want to challenge myself. I'm going to color this movie, do the best I can. Not realizing surfing movies, snowboarding movies, um, you know, kind of action sports things, they're really hard to color. What's the difference? Especially a surfing movie. Any surfing documentary movie, they are hard because every time they edit it, the color, how the water and the sky and the waves look, mm-hmm. it's like a different color every single shot. Every time you move the camera, it's like, oh, that one looks kind of greenish or purplish or pinkish. And the, where the wave crashes, you know, the white, the little foam part, it's, you have to make that perfectly white. You have to make the sky match the next sky and the water match the next water. Almost all of them are different. All back to back to back to back, right? And then I can do that now and know what I need to do. But in the beginning... So that was your first oh, actual that was, color? That's one of the hardest things to color. And it was your first And time. it was the first thing that I had 
got to color, I was losing my mind. So this is the hardest thing, but it was your first time. Yeah, so it was a fail, basically, right? It it's re- it takes a lot of experience to get good at coloring water and skies and waves What's to like match. What's an easy movie to color? Or what would be like an easy topic? Some The easiest thing to color is probably if something's inside, for starters, like indoors. If it's an indoor movie. If it's indoor and... If they don't move the lights. So when you shoot a movie, they'll set up lights that you don't see. And they'll light the people. They'll light the environment. And they won't move them. If they don't move the lights and they stay inside, that's the easiest thing ever. Because the environment, the colors don't shift. Right? You can move the camera all around. But the lighting is the same. The color is the same. They're just in a different place, yeah. right? But yeah. if we're outside, a cloud kind of passes that you don't know, right? The time of the day, there's more sun than less sun. All of that changes the colors. And when people are surfing, they might get a super sweet trick on a wave. And the next time they did that, it might have been an hour later. Or 30 minutes later. Or four hours later. So then they'll show the super sweet moves they did back to back because that looks cool, right? You want to see all the awesome tricks. But they happened all different times of the day or different days. So my mega fail is it looked terrible, right? The guy came in and watched it with me. And I didn't understand how to make the colors look correct that quickly. I wasn't experienced enough. Right? So my eyes thought everything looked pink or purple, you know, like purpley, pinky ish. And I thought, oh, this looks terrible. So I'll take away the pink and the red, right? And when you color, that makes it start to look green and yellow and uglier ish. So, what I, how I thought I was making it look nicer, I actually made it look worse. And then none of them matched. So it was atrocious. So he, I now, looking back, remember him just looking at me like, are you serious? You're terrible. But he was super nice because Padrino told him, Give me, take it easy on me. He's like, yeah, thank you. That's great, no problem. And then Padrino had to recolor the whole entire movie himself. So your eyes were seeing different colors? Yeah, I wasn't, my eyeballs weren't experienced enough. But that's how I learned. I basically did terrible, but I can't learn unless I start in the beginning, right? I could never get better if I didn't practice. And I did a lot of bad jobs in the beginning until I started to notice what I was doing wrong. When I look at the super old stuff that I colored, I'm like, ooh, cringy, cringeworthy, cringetastic. Like, ooh, oh, did I do that? Ugh. But that's how everything begins. Right? And the point of that is we went and did some recon on go-karting. Right? How do you think you're going to do if you dig into this and you really start racing? You know what I'm saying. It's the point of that story, right? You start in the beginning. You're going to start slow and slowly get faster, faster, get more comfortable, get a little better, get more experience. And what do we learn about the kids that went pro? They started from go-kart. 
They started from go-karting and they put in a lot of hours. Same carts, but the guys that ended up racing the best just put in more time. So the more time they could put in, whatever you, the most you can put in, the better you'll get. It's not usually the cart, it's the driver, right? Just like F1, most of them are pretty much the same. They're the exact same, just different colors and stuff. Pretty. I mean, they might be a different style, but like they're all the same engines. The stuff. big difference is the dude or girl sitting in the driving seat. Right? Yeah. So what do you like best about checking out that go-kart? It's pretty cool. I mean, it's not like Coda where it's kind of like chill, you know? Where it's like, how do I say it? Like, well, the Coda go-karts is for fun. Well, no, that's not the word. It's like not as... Um, like pressurized. Yeah, it's not I that competitive. So, it's for that, fun. Well, yeah, yeah, competitive. So like the one that Coda is like com- not competitive. It's just like for fun. You know, you're driving around. But like, um, I mean, a go karting club just sounds like it'd be like Coda. You know, not very competitive. They kind of teach you a little bit. But now that I realize it, I see like sixteen year olds racing in go karts. I see all these other kind of go-karts and i realized like this is actually like a whole different thing yeah (laughs) it is competitive but did i felt maybe wondering what you think everybody seemed super nice and willing to help each other and everybody wants each other to do well but they want to compete right everybody wants to help each other but they also all want to get better all the time like they want to push themselves, right? That's what I like. Yeah, it's competitive. It steps it up a notch. But the community not being, you know, the community being willing to help each other, that's what I liked. Every person we met was answering questions for us, no problem, right? Instead of whatever rookie, get out of here newbie, I'm not going to tell you anything, my secrets. They weren't like that. They were super nice. But yeah, you're right. It's competitive. They take it serious, right? Tweaking, working on all the carts. You see all the dads like just tuning things up, tightening things up, checking and checking. What did you think of the different trailers? I mean, I guess I know that you don't need an entire like camper-sized trailer <laughs> to carry just like a go-kart. You don't need it, but... Some people have mega trailers, and some had little, just small, just just enough trailers. It's really all you need, though. It's really all you need. So what's the basics? What'd you pick up? What's like, okay, you're going to get started. What's, what do you need first? The basics. The gear. The gear. Oh, what gear? The, Did the you cart, the, the suit, the gloves, the helmet, um, all the tools. Um, yeah, the cart itself um what about that cool thing that picks up the cart like a cart holder thing yeah that was awesome well that um those are like the kind of the basic stuff you need but once you get more into it you'll get a lot more like advanced things like um you start out with let's see like maybe you get a suit 
And then later on when you're more better, you know, more events, maybe find a suit that's even more better or mm-hmm. something. Once you get that, but the basics, you just need, like, the basic stuff. You don't need to worry about trailer stuff. You can always worry about that later, but, like, it's more about what you're actually going to need to race. You're not going to use the trailer to race. But, yeah, that's, like, the basic stuff. But once you get more into it, you'll start uh, spending more money on stuff. Um, but the more you get into it, like... If I started now, um, or, like, say someone started, like, now, started doing that, I mean, obviously, them thinking to themselves, this is, like, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. I'm going to buy a trailer. I'm going to buy the car. I'm going to buy the gear. I'm going to buy all that for the racing. But then, eventually, when they get into it, they realize this isn't really my thing. And that's what happened to me in Warhammer. When I saw everybody playing, I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I started looking on Amazon for, like, a bunch of Warhammer. I had a ton of Warhammer to my cart. And then I bought, like, one Warhammer and started realizing, like, this isn't even my thing. Yeah. And I just stopped using them. But um, once you really start doing it a lot, a lot, that's when you're going to, and you really know, this is my thing. I'm going to be staying in this for a long time. That's when you know, okay, now I know I'm going to be in here for a while. Now I can start buying more stuff that's going to relate to what I'm doing. You know, like spending more money on stuff, buying a ton more things. You know, but it's worth it because you're buying stuff that you need to do what you want to do. So but, now that we spent two weekends in that environment at the track and part of the club, do you feel what do you what do you feel like yeah i want to be in this or did it feel competitive or like hey man i'm just i'm just trying to have fun what no, do you what I do mean, you think i mean i've done coda quite a bit of times that's like fun it's not very competitive it's just like you're driving with your friends you're driving just by yourself and racing random other people mm-hmm. you know it's just like for fun but this is like a big deal you know way more competitive um, but like, not so much to do it just for the fun of it, but more of like racing. Um, and, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It, it, it seems really nice. Does it make you want to compete? Want to race? I mean, want to go that, fast? That's kind of what I'm, I like competitive racing mm-hmm. type stuff. So it seemed cooler than Coda. I mean, Coda's still cool. I mean, I, I like it. It is there. super fun. It, it's the go karts are really fun, you know. But like this, it is like way more competitive. Like it's, it, it looks a lot more. I'm gonna say a lot more fun than Coda, but like maybe more because I like more competitive racing. Mm-hmm. I would probably choose this over Coda. If I were to pick, like, oh, we could go to Coda every year and do the go-karts there. Yeah, or, I think we'd do that because it's just fun. Well, yeah, that or, like, um, you stay here and do a bunch of more competitive racing. And because I like more competitive racing, I'd probably choose that. Coda's still awesome, though. But, gotcha. Yeah. And good little insider tip is once you get some real, you know, a lot more experience driving at the go-kart club and you really get good at driving faster... If you go to Coda, you can actually tell them, "Hey, my kid, my kid's a lot more experienced. Can you give him one of the fast carts?" Coda actually has three 
fully fast carts, like but how they fast? like as fast as the Baby competition carts. And how fast were the ones that I used when I was so the race? junior carts can go up to fifty miles an hour. No, I'm talking about like at Coda. I had to look it up. I don't know. I don't think they go as fast. Like twenty, maybe thirty, thirty-five. Yeah, it seems that fast. But in the competition carts, they can go up to forty-five or fifty. At yeah, but that's like carts. that's like seven-year-olds. Yeah, seven-year-olds. So, and then the what did he say? The twelve, twelve. So it's uh, seven. I think it's seven to ten. Is what junior? Is junior right? Then ten to four, ten to sixteen. Wait. So when I'm ten, I get around, to around like it depends on how big you are. Like some kids grow faster than other kids. So there's a range. I think it's a somewhere between ten and sixteen is a different range, and then sixteen above is another range, right? So you're and there's only two classes, right? Just yes, junior three. and the more advanced one. And then and then you have age, right? So I have the three levels. So junior, like more, the middle, the advanced, more advanced one, kind of older, intermediate, intermediate. We'll call it intermediate, and, and then, then the sixteen age above. Yeah, and then so there's three speeds. So in your carburetor. They put a junior governor. The juniors, 50. they limit it up to 50. Intermediate goes up to 60. 60. 55 or 60. And then the 16 above goes as fast, as, fast as you can go. Okay. I think some of the carts can go 70 miles that's, an hour. That's crazy fast. Yeah. That's like... You only hit it on a straightaway. That's like as fast as you're going on a highway. Yes, it is. That's why you have to be 16 and above and really experienced because you really get hurt if you're going you can get hurt in a car driving 70 miles an hour. Forget it. Go-kart, you know? Yeah. So, but they just have a little governor yeah. that they put in the carburetor. That lets it release a certain amount of gas. Yep. So you get more gas, more fire, more speed. Right? It's pretty cool. So, yeah. I was saying at Coda, if you, they tell them your kid has experience, they'll give you one of the faster carts, but they don't really give them out unless... You tell them. They give only the standard carts where you're like, eh, my kid races go-karts. Give him one of the faster ones. He won't. Because if you don't know how to drive with the speed, you'll spin out. You'll Every time you turn, you'll just spin the car in circles. If it's too fast for you. <laughs> you'll just be doing donuts by accident. You'll be the donut boy. Woo! Go donut. Go donut. Go donut. So that's pretty cool. So we did some recon. You think we should go back again to do more questioning and recon? Or you think you've seen enough until it's like go time? I mean, learned a lot from a bunch of people. Yeah. Like about the car. Um, the vi- Oh, we learned that you can go practice any day you want. When, once you become a member. Once, yeah, once you're a member, you can go to the track anytime you want. They give you the keys or the code to the gate, and you just... It's the code. The code, yeah. And then you just say, hey, what? literally, it's open if it's not race day. Is it night gamer? No, he's outside probably barking at the lawnmower guy. Mm-hmm. Nike's barking at the lawnmower guy. All right. Last thing I wrote down is, uh, you know, how'd you love Wet and Wild Camp? Best um, camp in Austin, Texas. I like it. It's a great camp. All right, I'll give you the breakdown. You give me the synopsis. Day one, quest. Um, Fun. Very, very fun. I love it there. 
It's like... Because what is it? Maybe uh, one of my top ten favorites. Wave... What was it called? Wakeboarding? That's one of the things. That's not the main thing there. What's the main thing in Quest? The big inflatable um, floating on water obstacle course. Ooh, op- floating obstacle. What was that thing? The blob? So it's basically where there would be... So... Well, I'll tell you the story after. So there'd be um, someone on the bottom. So there'd be two stories. There'd be one higher and one lower. The person on the lower would jump onto the blob. It's a Mm -hmm. pretty big thing. It's like this huge inflatable kind of thing. It's almost like a cylinder, but not exactly. And they climb on, they climb like spider crawl, whatever. They crawl to the very edge. Mm -hmm. Not to their feet are touching the water. They're still kind of on, but close to the water, to the edge of the water. Anyway... The person on the second floor would jump on uh, to the part not, they would jump. So, if I was looking sideways at it, it would be the person all the way to the right, you're mm-hmm. right, um, is the person at the edge, mm-hmm. and, the, and the person on top would jump on the left, closer to where they jumped from. And then that, when they jump and hit it, it sends them flying into the water. It's very fun, but anyways, here's the story. So they actually just now said no more like older kids, like Aww. way more older kids mm-hmm. jumping, um, uh, blobbing a uh, little kid. <laughs> so because because I wonder. So why. what what happened was there's this little kid, I think maybe eight, uh-huh. and then this like super older kid. He's way bigger than him jumps down the kid goes flying up super high <laughs> and then belly flops oh. so then he was sitting there crying and one of the kid counselors had to go and bring him back up and they just said like that's None it of that. no more but um i did it a bunch of did times did you belly flop it no Oof, but good. when you're in middle you can't really have you don't really have as much control so what you want to do if you want to do a certain thing unless if you're doing a motion with your arms obviously mm-hmm. you have control of your arms you just don't have your body yeah so if you get if you start going flying where wherever you're landing back front you can't move like you could you can't because you're just in midair what you if can't you control tuck into a cannonball wait no because once you're in air if you want to do a cannonball as soon as you feel them hit it you have just to get in a cannonball and don't let go because if you let go then that's it you have no control you're wherever right. it sends you is, that, is where it sends you but um, what I don't like there is their life jackets. They, they hurt my armpits so bad. Mm. It's like I'm, it's like they hurt so bad. But like. Armpit pain? Yeah. The life jackets are just pushing up because, you know, they're floating to the surface. Oh, yeah. But they keep pushing up on my armpits and it really hurts. But um, besides that, it's a super fun place. I love Sweet. It. Yeah. Day two. Uh, was, day, oh wait, day two was. Was that camp in the country? No. Kyle. Was Kyle. Know? The five mile dam. Five mile dam. And after that was camp in the country. So then Wednesday was Kamal River, New Braunfels, tube shoots. Yeah, it's super fun. Uh, okay, so I guess um, break down the whole week. I guess so. Day two was Kyle, the five mile dam, which is very fun. Um, the dam's not that tall. It's a big, like, it's a long concrete dam. Like, it's very long, but not mm-hmm. that tall. Yeah. And then, um, 
let's see, it's a very big area of water. Um, it's, it's a really big area. And then, um, what they did, I guess, when they go there, I've never gone before. Well, at least I don't remember going there. Um, they bring out a wrestling mat on the water and it floats. Yeah. So then people could just wrestle there. Or, so, if I'm looking at it sideways again, to the right, like, you're right, or whatever, would be the big area of water dam. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like us. For second floor, first floor, it'd be like the dam up here with the wrestling mat. And then that long dam, and then down all the way down here is where some people would be if they wanted to catch minnows or stuff, for like tadpoles, tiny fish, whatever. If they wanted to catch that, they could do that, or you could just hang out over there. Mm-hmm. And I hang, I hung out where the wrestling mat was. Um, I did it a few times. It was fun, and then um, we would like hang out in tubes or whatever. But um, it was fun. Uh, I liked it there. Um. But, uh, yeah, and then we went to camp in the country, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But so. um, that place was fun. I liked it there. I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. And camp in the country is just the owners of Wet and Wild House. And they have, like, a big pool. They have, like, a little game area with, like, inside has, like, um, what do you call it? It's in, in, it's in your work where you slide that little circle. Oh, shuffleboard. Thing? Shuffleboard, they have that. Um, I have ice hockey. They have like a on land kind of hockey thing. Um, foosball. They have like a lot of games that I don't know the name of or other stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And that place is fun. I like it there. And and then Wednesday, the tube shoot. Tube shoot. That was really fun. I wouldn't stay there as long as we did that day. Eventually, it kind of gets like. A bit boring, because the main thing there is just going down the tube chute. I mean, I'd I'd do, like, maybe... Maybe an hour? Two hours? Maybe, like, an hour or an hour and a half. But anything over that, eventually, is just kind of, like, you have really nothing else to do except go down the tube chute again or just hang out. Just lay in the water? Or just, yeah, do that. But, you know, there's not many things to do there. It's just, like, hang out in the water, um, go down the tube chute, or just hang out on the mat. And do whatever, I don't know. But um, it, it's still really fun. So uh, with the tube is fun. What happens is you go down this little wavy thing. Mm-hmm. You start up top. So you went, you go upstairs, take a left, take a right, take another right. And then there's a big like kind of sidewalk thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the water right there. And you jump in with the tube. I'll explain what it's like with the tube. You have the tube. Um, do not sit down with your butt going down the hole. And your legs on and your arms, you know, don't sit like that because you'll flip over. Oh. Yes, we all have life jackets, but I mean, I wouldn't want to flip over. So, like, sit with your legs down the hole and your arms just aren't resting on. That's how you should sit. It's way better. So what happens is you go down the, the little wavy. So you start up top and you start going down this wavy thing. Not many turns, but uh, quite a few. And then you see the big water area. But it's super shallow, like very shallow. So aren't you gonna scrape your body? Uh, no, not your knee, cause you're on with the on the tube. Oh, you're not gonna. It's not knee scrape. It's like if you lift up your legs to where they're like aligned with your knees or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You should do that every time because you could scrape your foot, maybe hit a rock or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it's shallow on the entrance, but then it gets deeper. 
And then, so what happens is you go down and you feel, and you, it feels like you might go under, but it's not. It's just a huge wave splash, and that's it. Now, going down without a tube, but with a life jacket, mm-hmm. is um, a lot more crazier, but way more fun, in my opinion. I think it's way more fun. So what happens, like I said, you just get one big splash, that's it. When you go down without a tube, so what happens is you walk up the stairs, you jump in you with your life jacket, nothing else. Maybe mm-hmm. with a friend or something, but there's a big chance you'll get separated. As in, like, because there's three staircases. It's not staircases, like, high. It's, like, one staircase, and then to the right of it is another staircase, and to the right of it. Because if you kept drifting to the right, that's where the river is. Mm-hmm. Um, That would be the third staircase, or... Yeah, there'd be st- that's where the river is, and to the left is where one staircase is. So there's three. If you miss the first one, you got the second. Miss the second, you got the third. And when you're by the river, like they have this huge gate, just you don't drift in the river, obviously. But then there's no current over there, so you could just swim. It's easy to swim back to the staircase closest to you. So you have three chances to get the staircase. It's not that big of a deal if you miss them all. And um, anyway, what happens is you go down. And then you, f- you see that super shallow part, you lift up your legs or whatever. Anyway, so you go down and it feels, and it feels like you're under there for like a minute. Like it feels like you're drowning. Like literally, like you, it, it feels like you're drowning. Even though you have a life jacket, you're not on the surface. It feels like you're drowning. And you really, you're only there for like maybe three seconds, but it feels like a minute, like you're drowning. And that happened to me many times, and I'm fine because of, I'm, I'm only only there for three seconds. But it, it feels just like feels I'm like a long time. It feels like I'm drowning for okay. everyone. Like, <gasps> but yeah, like when I got out, I kept taking like big breaths. But um, I did it again because it's fun. Because it's super awesome. Yeah, I don't want one big splash, and that's it. It's yeah. fun without a tube. So I did that for a while, and then eventually it got boring. So I just sat down and we we're there for like a long time. And I thought we were going to go back to the bus to get our tower or whatever, but we were there for a long time. So I just drive by the sun. By the time we got to the bus, I was, like, totally basically dry. dry. I mean, my shirt was a little bit wet, but I was practically dry. And then um, went, and then Thursday, Schlitterbahn. Yeah. Very fun. We went down quite a bit of slides. We did the wave pool. And what most people think is a wave pool, you might know what it's like at Schlitterbahn, but... In most places, most water parks, a wave pool is like a big square kind of thing. But, I mean, it has like a beach kind of thing, like entrance, beach entrance and exit. Yeah, walking, beach entrance. But um, it's like basically like a big square thing and Mm -hmm. then a beach walking exit or entrance again. Anyway, um, and then you just swim forward the waves, push you back. That's what basically a lot of people think of as a wave pool. But at Schlitterbahn, you might know, is... A wave pool. It's still called the wave pool, but it's a lazy river, as in you can do like laps. It's a lazy river, but with waves. That's and how deep is it? it is. No, you can. I could touch the entire way. Like oh, I nice. could, I could walk the entire way. But um, so it it's a lot of fun. I did like maybe close to when we were leaving, maybe like ten laps or something. Nice. It's, it's that fun. It's, it's really fun in my opinion. And it's I cool because like you're it. in the water the whole time. Because yeah. I, when and I think it's of it's basically a lazy river, but, but waves, waves, which makes it more fun, you know? And uh, that's really fun. 
and then we did a few slides with the Black Knight, which is like a black slides you can't see if you're going. Like where you're going, you can't see if there's a turn Ooh. to the right, turn to the left, if you're, there's a drop, Every if turn. you're even moving. And um, and then we did the Dragon's Revenge, me and Asher. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was like, it's fun, but obviously... I wanted to be funny, you know, so I screamed basically the entire way down. And did you lose your voice at the end? I lost my voice. And when I tried to scream, like, I'm trying to talk, no, I and then talk. well, no, no, I could talk. It was just my voice was a lot more quieter. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it came back, but and I could scream again. But was it um, so fun to scream in there? I guess yeah. But eventually my hurt, my throat hurt. <laughs> I lost my voice and I couldn't scream. Like if I sc- actually tried, nothing would come out. But um, anyways, we did that, and then that was really fun. I liked it. And then we went to Old Park, and we did one of those, like, racing slides where you, like, go down. It's a two-person slide on each side, mm-hmm. and but maybe there's four of you, and all four could go down and see who wins. You know, um, that's fun, but the thing is, it's kind of scary because you do catch air. So it's, um, you should go up this oh, tall staircase. Oh, yeah, didn't staircase. you say one kid hit Hold it? On. You, you go up this tall staircase. And then you slide down. It's one drop, two drop, three drop, and then it's the finish. And you you do catch some air. You when you go down like the first drop, you have you're like in midair and then you fall. Down. <laughs> it's not that big. It's not that much. But it feels but, awesome. Um, it's a little bit scary. But like you catch air. I mean, it was my first time, so um, you catch air. Then you go down. You catch air. And, you, and then you go down. But um, it, it was still really fun. I would do it again. It was fun, but the line got crazy, so, yeah. And then we did that, and then we did this body slide that was, like, very fast. It was, it was still a lot of fun, though. It was called Soda Strolls Body Slide. And then there was this other one we wanted to do, but the, er, this other one that seemed pretty cool. But the line was insane. Well, if we go back. It was crazy long. We should do that slide first. The one with the crazy It's line. an old park. But we'll go real early. He said normally, well, I guess it, it might have been that one or a different one, but he said normally there's like no line at all because you just get in and go. Mm-hmm. But I guess you can only do one lap. Normally you can just go as many times as you want, but I guess you can only do one lap now because there's a line. Normally you just, like I said, you just get in and go. That's what he said. But it was really fun, but I liked it there. And then Friday was Veterans Park, Veterans Pool. Um, it's it's fun for like maybe an hour, but eventually it gets really boring because there's not much stuff. It's like this tall jumping pad, um, and then there's like a slide that's like cut in half. So it's like a slide. You're only in the slide for like three seconds, and you fall for like another three. It just launches you into so you, deep part you of the go pool. down to the slide for like maybe you're in there for like three seconds, and then you fall for like maybe three or four. I don't know. That sounds cool. It, it's like the slides couldn't have So it's a big it, fall. It's, it's really weird, but yeah. So you're like, yeah. Well, not that big. It's, it's not that big. Um, but there's that, and then there's this kid's playground, a kid's bus, little tiny slide. They have this kind of hanging out area. They have a little basketball hoop. Um, played some knockout there. That's pretty fun. And then um, I did the parkour thing. Which is fun, but eventually it does get boring. That's why we only stayed there for maybe like... A couple hours. A couple hours, because it does get 
really boring. But that was a good way so to then, end the week. So I was like, so then we went to Veterans Park, which is like you could literally walk there. It took like maybe four minutes, five minutes. Um, it was like a one minute bus drive. So Veterans then, Pool, so then Veterans Park to eat lunch, and then we went to camp in the country for the rest of the day. Play games the rest of the day. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah, so that was the whole Wet and Wild week. That's awesome. That's the best camp in Austin. Yeah, it's really fun that we know of. And then maybe you'll be a counselor when you become a big kid, because mm-hmm. then you can get paid to just go to water parks and have fun. I get paid to go water to like go to water parks yeah. and places. I sounds... get paid to go swimming. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Why would you want to do that? You get paid to go swimming. Yeah, we really need you to watch those kids go down that slide right after them. You're like, oh no, please not that, not another fun slide. It's really fun, but like, <laughs> so I think th- what they said is when you're 14, uh-huh. normally you become a CIT, a counselor in training at 15. Okay. But if you've gone there like many times before, you know how it works. You can possibly become a CIT at 14. Um, maybe not officially, but like you could be maybe a CIT. Yeah, you could be a CIT possibly. As young as 14. As young but as 14. But for sure as at 15. And normally, it's for sure it's 15. Because at 16. And then, that, and then that's your job. Because at 16, you're legally old enough to have a job. So that's why 15 you train, 16 you could be And then counselor. 16 you're uh, an 16 official and up, counselor. You're an, that'd be so, awesome. Yeah, that, that's probably my first job because I still want to go to the camp. That sounds... But like... Yeah, I if that sounds fun, dude, that sounds super fun. That sounds way more fun swimming. than my, my first jobs. Not fun. Not water parks, I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, it, it is really fun there. I nice. Like and that, that was the whole week. That's fantastic. I have to do more weeks next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we'll see if we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the breakdown. Okay. Let's get out of here. We'll talk to you guys soon. Be healthy, y'all.